0: To the races right about now. I'm gonna start it off with this little tune. A Little underground joint. Guy, Roller, if you son. know you know type shit. Fuck, it's smoke not that on girl, streaming man. platforms.
1: fuck no, what you wanna do, man. Yeah. Don't look to me to stop you, man. Yeah.
0: Shout out to six Figure away. Under can't underrated uh, uh producer. I'd say he's underrated. But this shit. And in case you don't know what this is.
1: Welcome to the
2: Don't Ever Think It podcast with your host, yep. my uncle Dominican Johnny.
0: Yep.
1: South
0: Los Mitchell, the cold, quite cool sore. If y'all had right never right heard this, it's, out the out the the back it's back not on your streaming platforms. This when you actually had to buy mixtapes. Yo. Literally just started out.
1: This is a 50 Cent Cream 2009.
0: It ain't on no streaming services, so it is what it is. Uh, another episode of Don't Overthink it. Podcast. Shout out to Six Figure Digger. Shout out to Fifth. He's killing on that goddamn tour. He's ill. Yeah.
3: That's been,
0: that's been really cool. he's, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's doing it. Um, selling out literally over there, everywhere in the arenas and all over the country, all over the world, literally. He's killing it. Um, yeah, this is another episode. Of Don't overthink it podcast. Uh, host Dominican Johnny. I just jumped on and jumped off. I got my man Vin Rock with me. What, you know, up? what up? What up? What up? Ock said it'll be on in about a half. So that gives us enough time to talk. what we got to talk and shit. Um, yeah, me and Vinny haven't caught up on our, uh. On our Marvel talk or any any actually talk in a minute, huh? Because you haven't been on in what two episodes, two maybe three episodes, right? Yeah, it's been a minute. I know, I know. You've been doing the comic joint. You did it last night, right?
3: What was that? Um, Layel's. Um, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. Got you, got you. I saw a couple you did uh, without the um without the regular crew either. You did some uh, special. That's what this Yeah,
0: I did I did a lost episode one. That episode was from November twenty twenty one, maybe. And the was, lost Yeah, the lost <laughs> the files. The lost cat. Yes, that's exactly what it was too. Cause I always wanted that conversation. Cause when we did it, it was um shout out to music man. It was when uh they first started their um podcast studio. So we did a test run and shit, because I was the only one that has done a podcast at that point. None of them had did it yet. So it was me, Conrad, and Chad, who owned the district. So shout out to Denner or whatever. And we talked about, like, the police brutality in Harrisburg and just Harrisburg politics, more or less. And they're more experienced and more experienced with the prison system and all that. So it got into a jail talk and a very informative episode if you're from Harrisburg and a lot of good stories. I even ran down, was like, when was the time that you guys were ever, like, riding totally dirty and got pulled over and you had to talk your way out of it. And shit. And yeah, yeah they gave up those stories and everything. So it was very, very good conversation with I call it a conversation with my OGs because I consider both of them my OGs. Even though Chad's more in my age bracket, but it was it was a good one. It was a good one. Well, but um we talking about, yeah, there was a couple of season finales that we that uh I missed. And then we all went uh, you know, the the crew to uh go see the Marvels, even though it was a smaller crew on Thursday, but I heard it was a bigger crew on Friday.
3: Went to- uh it was, it was all spread out. None of the party crew like all seen together. They just a lot of people went with their families for this one. Just it was just a spread out joint. Got you, got you, got you.
0: Yeah. Um and also uh Loki season two ended. Um finally, which was a fucking great finale. Matter of fact, let's start there. Um Loki season two. Um A lot of the um, I was watching some of the, you know, the Easter egg breakdowns of it and everything. Um, First and foremost, I want to say thank God they kept Jonathan Majors in there because he's been killing it, especially on that last episode, especially on that last episode. that was a master class of playing two completely a bashful, like gullible genius. And then the know it all all in one show and he killed it in both i was Absolutely. yeah man that was that was shit genius genius and then as far as his case is going to quick sidebar they postponed it again because they're trying to dig up some old case from london from another fucking country to try to glue that to him and shit and it's just looking it, every time it starts looking good then it starts looking even badder you know what I mean then I heard about the whole secret meeting or whatever the retreat that Marvel had and they're thinking about maybe you know what I mean stepping away from him or maybe stepping away from the Kang character all together and shit and making it about doom instead of the Kang dynasty I'm like right. shit so all that was true right because I meant to ask you I meant to put it you know I usually when they come out with these type of rumors I'll be like I always send Vinny the clip and just be like yo is this fake news
3: right uh well, all right, We can get, we can just like touch on the major thing quick, and yeah. then get Getting the finale. Point. Because yeah. the major thing is just the conjecture. It's, there's uh. no, there's no official word from Marvel. Uh, the only thing that is just a lot of, um, just a lot of rumors. Okay. And the rumor, the rumor is basically that because of the, you know, the, the core stuff that they might be considering transitioning away from him to Doctor Doom for recasting him and that just goes to show you that it's not official because there's there's several different stories out there um that are quote-unquote leaked and it could for all we know it could be just um you know somebody just doing clickbait articles uh for all we know somebody who knows someone uh in an executive position at marvel who was like yeah well i I don't know if this doesn't look good we might have to recast him and then someone saying oh okay uh the, you know I They'll got a take story that might you. or a maybe yeah. into a definite yeah exactly and then um you know the doom uh, parlay transition is is a possibility because doom has ties to kang there um I, I don't want to get into spoilers but that that would make sense the the problem with that is is I would want that to happen as a creative decision organically as opposed to a rebound villain because they might yeah. um you know, because they are afraid of his legal shit. Because as as many Fantastic Four uh, fans would would hate to to see him just like you know not be done properly. Because we've had so many horrible versions of yes. Doom done films. <laughs> yes. So you know everybody wants to see uh, them not do Fantastic Four unless they're going to do it right. And no one more so than Doctor Doom. So if you, you ain't going to do it right, don't. Don't fuck it up. The other frustrating thing with that is uh, Doom is a integral part of the modern Secret Wars story. He was in the original mm. Secret Wars eighties, but the modern version of Secret Wars, again, without spoilers, he's a he's a you know, a crucial part of and we don't know how much of those stories they're going to use, if they're gonna use the, the second one or the first one, but the second one is kinda of like a version of Doom that's near omnipotent, so it'd be kind of frustrating to see that version of him first because it's like, then where do you go from there? Like, it's kind of hard to have, like, a god-like version of Doom and then have him just be, like, you know, a regular powerful villain in the films afterwards. So mm. I would, like, just keep it going with Kang and finish out the story that they intended and, you know, fuck all the, you know, drama and bullshit and the haters, you know, yeah. but that's just... But, now the reason I say this is all speculation because this court date shit is coming up on like this month, Black so. Friday. Yeah, I think it's on Black Friday. Yeah. Marvel got time to figure all this shit out. They haven't. They haven't. You know, they're not about to start filming Kang Dynasty. They're not about to start filming any of these projects. Because so the writer's strike
0: literally just ended. What a fucking month they ago. Got, if that.
3: The actor's strike just ended bro, this week. Look at they it. got time. They got time to figure out what they want to do. I I feel like sometimes this is either people just uh, throwing shit out there for clickbait, or Marvel themselves, quote unquote, leaking it just to see what fan reaction would be, just to see how. Mm. I
0: didn't even think of that strategy.
3: Wrestling does that a lot. Wrestling Mm. uh, will be like, oh, like uh, source close to Vince Man says, you know, Chris Jericho is up next for the title, and then see if people are mad about it or hype about it, and then. If it don't happen, they can just say, oh, those story is bullshit. But if everybody's like, oh, shit, that was dope. Like, and then everyone starts buying a pay-per-view like thinking that that m- might actually happen. And it's like, okay, that's what they want to see. Pull the trigger. Got so,
0: you. I need to So it could that be angle, just, yo.
3: Yeah, it could be just testing the waters.
0: So, okay, okay. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that they want to waste Jonathan Major's genius. Because I'm pretty sure that if, even if that story with them leaking that out, I'm pretty sure it is. Tons. I've seen plenty of comments like, "Please don't get rid of no Jonathan Majors."
3: I've seen the whole, the whole. Um, you know, Phase Five has been largely based around Kang and multiverse and Kang Dynasty, off the strength of his audition. He he was he impressed everybody so much that they were like, "No, this ain't. This can't be just like a one-off villain. We need to like uh, do a a huge Kang uh, over overlapping, overarching story, and all, all based off of how." strong uh, Jonathan Major's performance was when they met with him. So, to me, that's not somebody you just oh, recast him and get, you know, even even a Dimson, you know, like, e- e- even somebody of that caliber, like, nah, man, you, you know, you made he's your bed with guy. Jonathan. Yeah. He's the guy, like, he's he's phenomenal, he, he's captivating, I, I want them, I want everything to work out, right, so that way we get uh, to finish his story, and then, you know, you can move on and go from there, but, We'll see. It's just a waiting game at this point. So, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah, the, you know, let me give a you know spoiler uh, alert for mm-hmm. the next you know, for for you know if you haven't seen Loki season two, especially the finale, uh, give us a second here because uh, the Johnson Major shit also ties in with that finale because the way they ended it yeah. left it open to uh, a lot of interpretation. They they yes. asked. No, they they posed a lot of questions along with the questions that, you know, that they answered. And the way that they could have set that up is that, you know, that Loki had, you know, basically is now able to continue to prune any branches of possible Victor Timelys or, you know, any version of Kang if he wants to. They also left it open that, you know, uh... Kang, uh, that he who remains isn't there now to prune other kings, so he would have to know. And one of the caveats of Kang is that he's able to get around those, you know, prunings to continue to, you know, exist because he's able to work around them. Yeah. You either or as, uh, you know, a justification going forward for Castle Kangs to still exist. Now, you know, that's still a movie that's coming, yeah. so very likely that. Somehow he still gets, you know, worked around it and still gets Damn. through. But it's, uh, they gave themselves a possible out. They, they did, though. And they also, because they
0: showed the little Victor timely still back in being a little kid, and they you see him look at the window. You didn't see nobody drop the TVA booklet in it. They ended, they left it not very open ended.
3: You see him, yeah, you see him specifically not get the book. And yeah. that was kind of the, uh, the paradox that was keeping. He who remains uh, Victor Timely continuously in the loop by, you know, giving himself the information to exist over and over. Um, but there's other versions of Kang that, uh, you know, yeah, right. in, I mean, because technically the origin, the very birth of, in the comics Kang was from the 31st century. And then he manipulated time to have him be existing earlier in time so that way he could manipulate time from an earlier point in civilization Damn. so yeah he so he covered he
0: hedged all his bets period to yeah. keep himself up at, on top of everything correct yeah that's
3: crazy man yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So, <laughs> there's, there's I, I'm not gonna spoil but there's there's deeper it, it goes even deeper than that because he has ties to um the fantastic four uh you know, see
0: that's the part that I didn't know. I always thought of when I think of Fantastic Four, I think Galactic, Galactus, Silver Surfer, and Doom. Those are the three main ones, but there's plenty more. Mole Man, there's, there's a ton of them. Right. You it, know.
3: Yeah. Master Scroll, um, all that shit. Yeah, there's there's one of the biggest gets for um, Marvel getting Fantastic Four rights back is their Rogue's Gallery. So,
2: yeah, but.
3: Yeah, but there's you know there's there's tons there's there's so much. When, when um, you say "fuck that,"
0: spoil it, man, because now you got me curious. What you're saying you don't want to spoil nothing, but what is there a certain angle that you you don't want to mention?
3: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because oh, it's from the
0: comics, then, right?
3: Yeah, it, it's basically, it's basically in the comics. King is is a he's a he's descended from the Richards family. Oh shit! So that might be. Part of how they play into um, Fantastic Four got So you. you know what I mean So he has he has a lot of ties Throughout different uh, comics Because of you know Because of that because he t- has ties to Avengers has ties to Fantastic Four You know so there's there's A lot uh, to do with Kang is, is one of the reasons why You know they felt like he was a strong candidate For the next big bad Because
0: he's so connected and intertwined With everything got it got it all Thanks. right, all right, Ak. Uh,
2: what up? What's the deal, baby?
0: What's good?
1: Up?
2: Good. Same old shit, man. Last shit going on, man.
0: I know. I, I, I was like, like popping out. yeah, I was gonna say, I was like, this nigga ain't gonna make it, man. I was, <laughs> I was like, I, my bad, man. I that's, I don't know what I. I drank some orange juice, and all of a sudden my stomach exploded. So I had to. But I had to postpone it, man. Pardon me, that was a little TMI for the pod, but so what.
2: Yeah, hey, I devil definitely say TMI.
0: Man? Yeah, but hey, it is what, what it about is. About the issue. I know it was, it was bad. I was like, I went and threw that, threw that on, that orange juice away. I didn't know if that shit was, new or old or whatever. But they, they did come out with that thing saying that the uh, simply, simply orange or all those simply juice companies that they have like cancer toxic, you know, shit in it. I was like, oh fuck, they're fucking up all the good shit. <laughs> you know, but um, damn, I wanted to get into the Loki shit, but we got Ak here though. So, do you um, I'm gonna bring up this clip um, which was kind of like the uh the thing we was uh the topic that Dula wanted to get, and since I got Dula on for for a limited time, so Dula, we D- hmm? yeah, we can put it in that and get, get back to it. Okay, yeah. Oh,
2: yeah. Hey, 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 Vinny, while well, I got you on the horn, um,
3: I need a printer that uh,
2: that Bruce's millions, man. Got you. Definitely need a print of that.
3: That's run up in the living room. Appreciate it, man. I I I'll get one uh, asap because I'm still getting uh printed together from uh for people from uh, in Tilbury, uh order. So got you.
2: Yeah, I was like, yo, I was bugging.
3: Thank yeah,
2: you. That
0: shit was that shit was dope. Let me see. All right, I'm gonna bring up one clip, and I sent it to all, all of you, um, within uh. Well, this is. <laughs> Alright, I'm going to play you this clip And then I'm going to get into Hip
1: has been around for 50 years Not a single hospital Not a single school Not a single bank Yeah. Not a single supermarket Shout out to Umar. Not a single distribution company How can we call hip hop a blessing To the black community When that type of money being made Off of our culture In the community doesn't benefit from it at all So you come to the community and give out a few turkeys. You come to the community and give out a few pairs of sneakers. You come to the community and you throw a couple parties and in exchange for some damn turkeys and chickens and some sneakers, you push death and destruction on our children for a living. And we're supposed to be okay with that because you dropped off some clothes and some turkeys. It's not acceptable until hip hop begins to be a blessing for the black community, hip hop is an agent of white supremacy.
0: yeah, basically, he said what D One should have said in a more, uh, in a in a, in a better manner. He said it in a not naming anybody type yeah, manner. For for those who don't know the the uh, boy D One, a lot of people didn't know who he was. I knew that he was. I looked at him as like a Christian rapper from. When uh when I first heard of him and this was, I want to say a good four or five years ago, I heard him freestyling on sway in the morning and I was like, who the fuck is that? And then when I heard him talking and then he was quoting like Bible quotes and everything like that, I was all like, Oh, okay. So he's like one of like the super positive rappers. Then I heard he does like, um, he, he does a lot of his own, uh, philanthropic work and like work to help out poor people. He was a middle school teacher turned MC. So, and he referred to it as like being a teacher in both aspects. It's either way, it's the same thing. Pretty much you're teaching with hip hop, you're teaching either, on um, both. Um, do you guys got anything to say about the initial, uh, uh, initial what he said? Like, cause he called out Jimmy, he called out Jimmy Meek and Ross. And he, he was saying it with love, but obviously it wasn't interpreted that way. When you're talking to niggas, when you're talking to street cats, put it that way.
2: Nah, they, 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 they got the interpretation. They just over, rather than responding maturely, they once again went back to materialism, which did have nothing to do with what he was talking about. The comment was, how are you saying that you're for the community and you're part of prison reform and you're doing these good things for the community, but yet your music still reflects destruction to the community? That's what he was asking. In other words, he's he, he basically saying, how are you hypocritical? You're saying and doing one thing, but your music subjects to some other form of what you're saying. It's like, for instance, it's like me saying I'm Muslim, but then I'm going to church on Sundays.
0: Or they catch you know me and, eating a, a sausage sandwich. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah,
2: yeah. You, you see me eating a bacon, bacon sandwich or something like that. So he, what he was saying, and rather than them sitting back, now I do agree with one thing. That was a conversation that should have been invited to those gentlemen alone. That shouldn't have been a, a send that out in the internet world. Okay. Because now it, it, it seems like it was a personal attack. But once you hear him speak, you know, it's not a personal attack.
0: Speaking of, but yep. now
2: you put, you,
0: to, you, you kind of, huh? you want me to play it real quick? I got it up. I got it ready.
1: Good.
4: Go ahead. All right. I love you too much. I love you too much to not be honest with you. Rick Ross, you could do better, brother. Meek Mill, you could do better, brother. I love you too much not to be honest with you. Are you the face of prison reform? Because I held, uh, Are you the face of prison reform? Or are you sitting here on your new song with Ross talking about getting somebody murked and shot at the red light? Which one is it, bro? Which one is it, bro? Because I did a shoe giveaway in my city, and gave out 1,300 pairs of your shoes because they said reform underneath them. And I loved it. You partnered with, with a major shoe company and, and you out here pushing prison reform. But now I gotta sit here like, man, this man glorifying getting people killed as of a week ago. Like, what are you doing, bro? Lil Snoop, really, Jim Jones, Lil Snoop really got killed. That broke your heart. You wear him around your neck. What? Why are you glorifying the same thing mm. when my best friend got killed? When Carl got killed, New Orleans know who I'm talking about. When Carl got killed, and I had to go to his funeral and read the eulogy and be part of the funeral, and I got back in my car sway after the funeral, and I turned on my music, and I realized I'm listening to music that's glorifying the same stuff that just happened to my best friend. Mm-hmm. It gave me chills, and I needed that moment. That was mm-hmm. my come-to-Jesus moment of like, D, you got to do something different, brother, because you have a taste for this poison. But you you're attracted to the poison and rap is great. The rap game, hip hop industry is great at cooking up some delicious poison.
1: Little Snoop, Mill, you could do better. Jim Jones, you could they, do better. They Rick Ross, you could do better. I gotta see you do better. Wait, wait, look that you yeah. share
0: And then what they tried to go to was like, yeah, but I give out turkeys and stuff. But I guess what he's saying is, uh, your music goes a lot further and does a lot more than you giving out turkeys. So but, Exactly. Like, you know, like like one of the
2: things he said is he said, Ross, he said Rick Roy well, when he was just a Rick Ross uh rebuttal, he says, Sir, all due respect, more people listening to your music than eating your turkeys.
0: Yeah. Eating turkeys one day, two days out of the out of a year, other than hearing you talk about killing or pushing mad weight more uh but, but you the, know the rest but,
2: but of the but the year. but again the game we already know Rap is braggadocious, yeah. rap is fucking uh, it's uh, entertainment and stuff like that. But, and, and Tim, but the thing was, all three of them, and this is not one, all three of them should have took the moment. The same thing they saying about that young man. Okay, he's all over the social media, and you know what? Hey, find out this young man's phone number. Let's get him on the horn. Let me and him talk together with no media around. Let's discuss it because maybe I'm misinterpreting what he's saying. Maybe I'm just taking it as a personal attack because he came on social media with it. But what he's saying, he didn't say nothing wrong. Maybe they perceived it the wrong way, but he didn't say nothing wrong. And in their answers, in defense of them, they might not be giving the wrong answers. They just might be giving the answers in the wrong way. Like, yeah. we didn't, he didn't question you for nap, you, you, be, you being a fanapopist. He didn't question so if you don't Naplepist. get back to the community. <laughs> whatever, whatever that shit is. He said, you know, he know, he, he didn't question that. He just said, why are you guys so glorifying this type of music when you saying one thing for the community? And the Meek Mill was a perfect example. You're talking about prison reform, but yet you're talking about the very music that getting niggas in prison.
0: Yeah. But the, the, in the devil's advocate part of it, do you, where do you stand on when they say the excuse of, oh, uh, you know, it's just entertainment. Don't worry about what I do to make my... I just do that to make money so that I can help out my community.
2: It is entertainment because this is the <clears> thing. And it's only, once again, it's only hip-hop. When, when are we talking to... to uh, Scorsese, who makes some of the most violent movies ever. If anything, he gets number accolades how good of an actor's Robert Pacino on them is at. I mean, Rob, Robert De Niro and Pacino, on them, oh, they're great, they did this, they did that. You ain't say that when that dude was slitting throats or busting people on the head. You dig know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, 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 you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. Yeah, you know, you know, but within... It's the but same within, exact thing, and, that, and that's a visual.
0: Yeah, but within long, that, it's not taking the heart and the whole... um the whole culture White culture what Isn't culture? blanketed but, but,
2: but, but, why, but that's what I'm saying yeah. So why target hip hop For a lyrical content When it is entertainment So the same people The same exact thing Like with, well, okay You don't blame You know when, when we look At these TV shows like, like like The Sopranos The Sopranos Was nothing but racism And violence all day But yet it gets Nothing but great accolades Yeah nothing But, look, but who's, accolades. look who's Giving
0: the accolades To them To themselves
2: yeah, but my point is, it's the same thing. That's what I'm saying. So you're saying, oh, Rick Ross shouldn't do this because this and that. No, you can't tell Rick Ross not to do that when it's entertainment. Now, we have to d- decipher the entertainment as an adult. Now, as an adult, we might be able to decipher but a teenager can't. His or I her mind is developed right to understand the situation. Yeah. They I, don't realize, like, dude, this guy used to be a CEO. This guy was a football player. This guy was this and that. This guy never killed nobody. This guy never served no time. But they see the visual and they hear the music. Oh, yeah, he's real. He's real. He's real. And then again, when you came back, all you got to do is say, yes, some of my music do go on five hours. Yes, some of my music does does enhance, you know, the, the downfall of a community. But so ladies you're saying gentlemen, he should have leaned is,
0: into it and then offered a, yeah, a rebuttal. And just say,
2: yeah, and just say, but it is fictional. It is for entertainment purposes. But yes, I probably can do better for the community. And you are right. So that's something mm. that I'll work on. Not saying it's gonna change tomorrow, but acknowledge that yeah, we do need to work on it. Because when hip hop started, hip hop was just about partying and having fun. The killing ain't coming hip hop until the '90s.
3: I think Ross should have took door number C. What? Not say shit. Mm. All that. All that. You can't because you can't win. Because a, you're not gonna be like yeah, now I'm gonna start. You know what? You're right. I'm gonna start talking about, you know, Christian. I'm gonna do Christian rap now. I'm, I'm gonna talk about how uplifting our people. I'm gonna make all positive music because then he wouldn't sell. And B, you look like a, a fool uh, who's triggered and butthurt over somebody who you claim you have no idea who he is, and you you're now you're responding to someone uh, vilifying your impact on death and destruction and the the downfall of a people with making fun of his braids and his rat and his, you know, not being anyone of importance. So that makes you look stupid by like, you know, being triggered by somebody who you feel is nobody. So you can't win either way. Cause you're not going to change and you look stupid acting like, you know, you, that opinion hurts your feelings. I wouldn't say shit. Like maybe, or just said, like, you know what, I'm gonna talk to him, you know, in That's private. It. Like so said that would have been the move. Either that not the or say, yeah. you know what, I'm not gonna me... sit here and go back and forth with, you know, this man like like some teenagers on Facebook. I'm a, I'm gonna call him and talk to him one on one. This this isn't some shit that um Needed to be done, like well, this because exactly. yeah. because the frustrating part was he absolutely was looking for clout because he could have talked about hip hop on a whole being hypocritical and you Not know doing things for the community yeah, hum- yeah. doing things for the community and you know like I mean it's it's, it's an argument almost as old as hip hop you know Jay mm-hmm. like Bill you know having, like, you know, giving people money and, and visiting the community but at the same time talking about, you know, slinging crack and all that shit. It, it's absolutely it's, it, a tale as old as time. But yet, it's a tale that's never going to change. So there's only so much that you can say to defend yourself. There's only so much that you can say to say, oh, it's entertainment because like, like you know, the most important part that y'all brought up is, is that it absolutely is entertainment and hip-hop and black culture is Held to this kind of like uh, great... real area. thing. It's kind of hmm. this great area because the Danaro can go on Letterman and say, you know, that's just a role and like it was it was fun and like you know uh, you know and, and it's really clear that Pacino is just an actor playing a role and De Niro's an actor playing on a role. Very few people are like Pesci who go on a, a talk show still acting like they hard, but yet uh, in hip hop. Rick Ross, the character, has to be Rick Ross, the character, 24-7. He can't break character. He, he, if he breaks character, then it's like, oh, he's not real now. If he, if he goes on, you know, uh, if yeah, he goes on Ellen, right there. yeah, if Rick Ross goes on Ellen, and he's doing, he's getting scared by like one of her little silly pranks, or he's doing the fun games with the audience, now he's not real no more. Now he's, just, now he's a clown. Now he's a poser. So not, he has to... <laughs> he, hit. he has to be. Everybody in hip hop has to pretend that they're that person twenty four seven. So while hip hop is entertainment, it's like almost like wrestling was in the fifties and sixties before it came out. Like it was kayfabe, where you had to act like you were a villain when you were on regular TV talk shows, so that way you didn't fuck up the illusion. You can break kayfabe, so it's kind of fucked up that when you say kayfabe, um, that's a wrestling term. You're gonna have to elaborate on that. Basically it's like a wrestling term basically means like if you an undertaker at the mall and he's just walking around like he's you know slow like the undertaker instead of just being mark calloway just shopping with his family like got you to be constantly in character and pretend you're that person all the time now don't get me wrong there's plenty of you know rappers who you know just are that person all the time but everybody's human like you know, very few people are you know are gangster because you know what? If you was a gangster twenty four seven, you wouldn't be able to sit down. You know, and, and hash out record deals. You'd be too busy doing street shit all the time. So it's it's a you know it's a hypocrisy that's known to adults how there's a blurred line between reality and that. But younger people, yeah, they Only they look hip-hop. at pop. They look at Blueface and all these other entertainers um, <laughs> who are constantly on social media, keeping that image alive of what they are and keeping that constant. And some of them, you know, really are this person all the time. And some of them are like, okay, well, I, I can't sell a record if I'm just talking about, you know, uh, politics. Or I, I can't sell a record just talking, you know, quality or Lupe shit. I have to sell a record talking about pills and and siding on the Ops and all that bullshit <laughs> in order to sell. And, and maybe that's not even just their opinion, but the the studio has saying, this is what you got to talk about. So that mm-hmm. line is blurred, yeah. and a lot of people think that's just them all the time. But yeah. here's the thing. Most of the
2: albums that sold, that actually sold, not getting no streams, the albums that sold are the albums talking about constant shit like the Kendrick Lamars and the J. Coles and O'Connor.
0: Or oh, these that gentlemen.
2: Platinum actual album. These gentlemen. In this generation. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about the old guys. I'm, not, oh, I'm not, talking about I'm the new guys. This year. Yeah, this year. Like the J. The Cole. guys selling the records of the J. Cole's, the Kendrick, Kendrick the yeah. uh, Tyler, the, the creators. Those guys, they're physically selling records.
3: Right. Even the
2: Blueface, you know, they're not selling no records. No. You know, like they said, get the their guys money from other streams like yeah, YouTube, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: exactly. yeah. They're they, they
2: throwing parties. Yo, yo, we did thirty thousand. Yay! Thirty thousand? What the fuck? y'all throwing a party about that shit? <laughs> right, right, but right. the thing but the, the the thing with the Rick Ross and those guys, we know you're not no tough guy. And there's nothing wrong with that. The biggest selling dude in the world is a creep puff. Drake is softer than pudding. And we're cool with that. We actually like it.
0: Yeah. Even though he's backed so, by so, some so, fucking so, yeah, hardcore you
2: know, you bigger. But... And that's all they like I said. The young man could have did it a little differently. Like you said, you ain't have to say no names. Once you say a person's name, you make it a personal attack. I don't care what you yeah,
3: are. They it, feel it, like it is a personal tackle. Exactly. But, name and name take, takes away his point because now instead of talking about a culture of the way things are, you're talking about that person. And yeah. then ironically, you're talking about two people who, like you said, like, you know, the, he's calling them hypocrites and saying, okay, they're they're for prison reform or they're, they're doing these charitable things, but yet aren't. All right, so you just as easily could have targeted, uh, you know, rappers who aren't even doing Mm -hmm. anything positive, who are just doing good shit and just being rappers and not doing anything to kind of balance out their, you know, karma. Let
0: me ask y'all something, too, on on, on this, too. How do y'all feel, though, about rappers in their, you know, mid to late 40s still rapping like the young boy gangbanger shit? all all Yeah, do you think it's who just who are. they are? Yeah. Yeah, it all we said the same it, I mean,
2: thing. Yeah. It, 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 if you got somebody like a fucking uh, Ice Cube, Eazy-E, and these guys have been talking about gangster rap forever, why would they change?
3: Well, it also depends on the person. We know a lot of people just in regular life who are 60 years old, 70 years old, still carry themselves like they're 25, 30 on the street and that they, they still feel... Just like a, how hey could feel young at heart, that's that same kind of you know way. Plus, sales wise, numbers wise, business wise, the most one of the most famous rappers of all time did an album trying to talk to you know the Ohe audience, and it was a polarizing album. So, if even Jay has trouble putting out something like 444, how how yeah. does a how does someone else who's not as powerful do it?
0: Yeah, yeah. Cause the four 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 one two, that was one I I didn't I didn't really vibe out to that one. I was more like, yo, I was like, I want pompous, arrogant Jay Z. I don't want to hear, know. you know, you vulnerable go. Jay talking or uh, talking, yeah. kicking knowledge and shit. The same thing you condemned Nas for a couple years earlier. You're doing the same exact thing now. So who was right? I always think yeah. of that part of it.
2: But but you can't. But, but again, like music, and this is why I have a big problem with hip hop, and and me being a, a, a uh a person's been in hip hop since nineteen seventy seven since the, the infancy stages of this. Like, why can't somebody be different? Why do we always gotta say when 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 when, when John Lennon told Paul McCarty and them, I'm not making that time kind the of music no more, man. I'm gonna do this. Alright, fuck you. we're gonna go in a different direction. Nobody, you know, if anything the white album sold more than anything else that they did. Mm. But only in hip hop oh nah, you gotta be killing niggas, son. You can't be you can't become a grown man and change and have what they call a moment of clarity in life, and just say, "Yo, there's got to be something different, something better out here for me." We
0: don't well, allow people to change. Well, no, we don't it depends. If, if the music is dope, it, it
3: won't matter. I I think, think about what I think you that's said. It. Think about what you said in, in hip hop. You can It's like you you can't. It's, it's really hard to to change and be like, "All right, now I want to talk about positive shit." You kind of get left behind. And at the same time, hip hop is not one of not one of, them, but, but the only form of. Music where the the artists are held to um, accountable for their culture. Yes. like you know uh, what's it called? White boys can can do a rock song about murder and no one says that that is causing you know he, you know white violence. Yeah, and, white on white crime. Yeah, yeah. No, no one blames. You know what I mean? Like people blame. Let's say, in a devil's advocate example, that people would have blamed Marilyn Manson for shit that children, no, children have done, but not white people have done. Yeah, you I remember I mean? they try but to Brad, they try to use
0: him as a scapegoat when the Columbine school shooting happened.
3: Right, but okay, and now it's like targeting like specific kids or Upper class or America, Brad. or they're saying kids that watch
0: The Matrix and shit. They try to throw him in that. Yeah, if they right. watch right. violent, right. violent
3: movies and shit. Exactly. Like no no one's blamed. Dula Mutra no Mike. Dula Mutra Mike. <laughs> yeah, no, no one ever says, you know, somebody, a white boy, no one ever says a white man ever robbed a bank because of watching Heat. Or no one ever says a white man has robbed a bank because of listening to Johnny Cash. It doesn't happen. Yeah. But yeah, with, with hip-hop, uh, that gets playing the target when but see that's where
0: hip-hop is unique too though van rock because hip-hop is based on keeping it real and living out your raps and shit to a certain extent you know what i mean i know, know
3: art imitates life life imitates
0: art kind of like that yeah and but i don't know why we're held to that standard because you like like you said about the evolving thing i wanted to touch on that real quick when you said that um like I could think of two really off the top of the head I could think of maybe two acts that came out they were like semi on some gangster shit and then they switched up with Outkast and to me Kendrick has been a different type of MC on every album he's one of the dudes that constantly evolves so does Kanye to a certain extent but he was never really the gangster but right. it is possible for you to evolve and your music still be good and slapping you know what I mean I, right. I, I, I'm trying to think of examples where somebody tried to change and it, and it fell flat
3: Outkast is probably the best example of that because yeah. Kendrick, even in the early stages, he would he would do gangster music with uh and then and then follow it with a skit about how he feels bad about it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it was almost always uh you know introspective version of gangster music, whereas you know the Southern Playlist album was just like you know, a kind southern of like
0: gangster a, yeah, Southern Gangster album that you could ride to and everything. And, and then,
3: then. And it's almost like they were like, you know what transformation We going to I feel like I feel like that was like you know, a a small part of their personality like just turned up to, to tend for what they thought they were supposed to put out and then after Athens or AT Aliens they they got to just kinda of like all right, you know what, we gonna just be us. Yes. Like they they, they got that freedom just do what you know be themselves and and it worked that's when it blew
0: yeah that's true and don't get it twisted some of these dudes that make what they don't call quote-unquote gangster shit oh they will fuck you up like uh de la so will fuck you up in real life <laughs> right if you try to play him de la so will fuck you up so will mc hammer you think of him as the softest dude ever all them dancers and shit mc hammer will fuck you up <laughs> you know yeah um I don't know. It, it to a to a certain extent, I just don't like I don't like the way Jimmy like threatened him. Like, your my cousin might not like the way you said that to me. I might want to slap the dreads off Like, it's like, all right, you're kind of proving his point. Like, you're doing all, all the gangster shit, but yet yeah. you're saying you help out your community. Like, I understand you help out your community. And then when Sway tried to say he's talking about the music, he was like, "Nah, fuck all that." Like, he he just totally like dismissed that part. He was like, "I just do that to make money." But you giving out sneakers in your little neighborhood, that doesn't reach farther than all the gangster shit that you push and, you know, the, the the blood shit and the bird gang shit that you push. That reaches way more than a turkey on one day out of the year or some sneaker giveaway that you give away. You know what I mean? I understand you help your people in your own thing, but you should at least just listen to the young man, but don't just take the nigga route and just be like, no, nah, man, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. Like, fuck Which that is isn't why helping nobody.
3: Thinking- which is why it's really silly to listen to everything he said and be like, Yeah, but I gave out turkeys. It's like you know damn well yeah. that even if you gave out turkeys every day that doesn't disprove what the fuck he's talking about.
0: Yeah, and I and I understand you, you help out people in your inner circle. I I get that. You know what I mean? But but don't try like, to just dismiss <laughs> it. Like take accountability for it.
3: I, I would I would say like he could Ross and me could have defended themselves about the, the content that they create being uh harmful or not based on the merit of the content uh, you know without even having to bring up what you do positively you know what I mean because if if what the music you're making is harmful it don't matter the philanthropic things that you do to, to offset it because that's not the point the point would be that this isn't something to judge or to, to live by this is a warning tale that's what you're supposed to say you're supposed to say this shit is a cautionary tale and That we're just re- being a reflective view of what goes on in the streets. we're not advocating it that's that's the line that every rapper toes when there's a question about these things being harmful to the community like has he ever seen uh you know somebody get interviewed and have to answer these kind of questions before that's what you say you just say like, this is the stuff that goes on in my community. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm a reflection of it. Yeah. You know, we're reporting the things that we see to, to, to elaborate and paint a picture of, of what we go through. This isn't an advocation of those acts. Like, you could have said that as opposed to, you know, I give out turkeys, I'll slap the dress off your head. Like, that, it, doesn't, it doesn't help kind of like, you know, illuminate your, your point of why he's wrong. Yeah, Because he, you can make the case that he, he's, he's wrong. Yeah, he
0: responded to it too. By the way, this is what he had to say, and he made he said exactly what you said, Vinny.
4: With your, with your Listen, this is them interviewing D One after the messages, all the shit been, that happened. You've been you've been consistent and persistent with it. This is your tenth album, yes, sir. So so I'm on sway in the morning. I'm promoting my album. This and,
0: is what uh, he had to say. As about I'm him.
4: promoting my album, I you know I. I I smashed that freestyle. Yeah, you know, did. They throw no, some you went beats crazy. On. Yeah, you went crazy. For sure. Appreciate yeah, y'all. y'all. Yeah, yeah, crazy. Sure. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, but that, that, that's per, that's per usual though. That, there we go. Immediately, yeah. so Folk podcast. I gotta know. shout them y'all out because like that's, that's the ones that's that's who a, interviewing that's a regular them. Regular day to pop for a day. Yeah, but for the people who don't know, I want them to know that too. Like this ain't just a dude that's going viral for talking about Rick Ross. No, I've been doing this. Been burning up, sway freestyles and album after album. That's the first time I heard
0: him too on that. So
4: let's establish that first, right? Yeah. Amidst that, before any of this rap stuff, by the grace of God, for all the great things that I've been able to do rap-wise, I am an educator first and foremost, brother. I'm from New Orleans. Mm. I started out as a middle school teacher Mm. before I ever saw success in the rap game. Mm. So then when I stopped teaching, when I stopped being a middle school teacher to become a rapper— it was something where education was still at the forefront of what I wanted to rap about and what I wanted yeah. to communicate. Right. Hold
0: on, huh? I'm gonna forward it a little bit. I'm gonna forward as a little bit. We talk be, about that,
1: or as as lyrical as you want to be.
4: Mm. Um, the the uh, the the spectrum they got right is right to wide. It. It's yeah, just like autism. You know, what I'm saying yeah. it's, it's wide. University mm. where I literally have my own course called the intersection. Come on. Count them millions of streams, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, they get. Count them millions of monthly listeners that they get. You reach the most people, but you reach our people with that music. So you'll feed our people poison, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But then you'll feed people turkeys for Thanksgiving and say, exactly well, That's what y'all good. said. I've been feeding you poison all year musically, but then I'm going to give away some turkeys for Thanksgiving. And I just realized that that's a problem. And our OGs is that need noise? to be held more accountable for evolving. Now, the fact that I have observed this and the fact that I say this and I brought it out on the show Mm -hmm. and I named three names. I named Ross, Meek Mill, and Jim Jones. Mm -hmm. Why did you name them? And I'm talking about what the naysayers say. Why why did you name them? You could have named this other one or this other one. or this. If y'all got so many people I could have named, why y'all not naming them? Mm -hmm. Why y'all not calling them out? Mm -hmm. If you seem to know there's other people who need to be called out. My mic is muted, nigga, that's That's y'all. For me, it was because two days before that interview, none of this was planned, bro. My life ain't scripted. You hear Mm, me? Indeed. None of this was planned, bro.
0: He talks about the accountability.
4: They put uh, their second single out off their upcoming project. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I give them some free promotion. You know, yeah. not, not that they need it from me, but yeah, their mm-hmm. upcoming project is yeah. about to drop, they put their second single out. Song called uh, Lyrical Easy. I've heard it. And yeah. I, I listen to the song, you know, the beat bang, of yeah. course. You know, yeah. you got Ross and Meek doing what they do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and I love those brothers as as men, as black men, as leaders, all that stuff. But when I listen to the song and when I'm dealing with Real brothers who have committed murders in real life, who' sitting in my office at the university, and now they're pursuing a college degree, mm-hmm. and they didn't did 33 years in prison, they didn't did 18 years mm-hmm. in prison, and they've been able to get out, and by the grace of God, they've changed their life around. When I see that, and I see brothers on a mission to actually get away from that and not glorify that, but I see multimillionaires. Who are almost fifty years old, mm-hmm. and one that that's that's pushing forty, mm-hmm. that is like, dang, y'all still glorifying this and y'all music like that 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 hit that hit me a certain way a couple of days before that that interview, interview. on Sway. Yeah. and so I brought that up and I brought up their names and then just because I was in New York, I think about New York culture yeah. and I thought about Jim as mm-hmm. as somebody who is like, bro, you you OG at this point, you know. Yeah. But it's not cool to be an OG. And to just talk about how you'll get your young boys to come and do this to somebody, you know what I'm saying? And to yeah. and to murk somebody and all this. And I'm just like, man, we can do better. I love you too much to not be honest with you. That's all that got said, right? Yeah. yeah. That being said, I'm also a person who my students, who I've taught in middle school, have been murdered because of gun violence in yeah. the hood. Yeah. Uh, the music that a lot of these multi-platinum, artists make is the soundtrack to the lifestyle of a lot of people in the hood, you know yeah. what I mean, who get caught up in this. Stuff. Kind of saying what we were and, saying. So I'm doing this stuff. My whole of, entire adult life has been dedicated to making God proud and making this earthly realm a better place. Yeah. Listen, when I say all that, like, that is something to where I'm not just speaking for no clout, man. I've been on this type of time. Yeah. and And that's all I said. And with that being said, what you're discovering is this. In our culture, accountability is often seen as an attack. Mm. Mm. And the problem is this mm. these are public figures who are doing public actions mm. and putting out public messages, but we want people to say, but you can't publicly address them mm. about anything that they're doing. Mm. That don't add up, and I was a math teacher. But yeah. that don't add up. You Immediately, immediately, at It's
0: a math. But what y'all think about that?
2: And he, he can't say no better. He, yeah, he, he can't say no better.
0: He had a point because he has
2: the exact point, and that's what I'm saying. And that's why, again, I do disagree with the way he initially did it. I do disagree with that. That should have been something where, like you said, don't say names because names automatically. We're Human beings, you're gonna personalize. And mm-hmm. As much as people say, I don't care what people say about me. You do care. It's just a human nature. So what he should have said is, you know, like, you know, we shouldn't do this today. Because then now you're like, well, he ain't talking to me, but he is talking to me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but also, like I said, they could have did better on their end to show the maturity in them. Like, you know what? Like Vinny said, I'm not gonna say nothing. Hey, uh, so, uh, uh hey, Stacey, whoever your assistant is, to find this young man's phone number, not his text, not his Twitter, get his phone number and get him on the phone. Once yeah. you get him on the phone, then just give me the phone and please leave off.
0: Yeah, but street that's niggas street. always going to take the street nigga route and be like, I, I, I have niggas? to be They're tough.
2: Street they have to be tough, though. Okay. What, what but if street that's the persona, that's, not a street nigga. but that's but the persona that they
0: put, pl- that's the persona that they have to push and uphold oh no, 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 no. for now sustainability.
2: Not, not Rick Ross. He's been exposed. That's what I said. Hold on. Let me get this straight. Y'all know the nigga was the CEO, but y'all still going for the buffoonery. And I'm not mad at Rick Ross. If they going to fucking buy it, keep selling it. Because you know who's the idiot? We are. Yeah,
0: I just like it for He's the man, music. Just, I don't even, I don't take it. what some of these motherfuckers say to heart. If but, but, the music but, but, slaps but, and they're clever but, and witty but, with but, it, but, hey. but this is what I'm saying. But guys. I'm mature enough to his know. Music, yeah.
2: His music, his music is perpetrating a facade that he made up. While being a, a college student, a CEO, and all that stuff,
0: he was a ghostwriter like, too, by the way.
2: Like 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 Fifty Cent, y'all go for this shit. We can't be mad at Roy. It's like the Donald Trump shit. We keep getting mad at Donald Trump. No, get get mad at the people that bought the bullshit he's selling.
0: Yeah, I can't but get mad see, at you for being salesman. We're, we're we're old enough to not take that shit to heart. We know that it's just music. But the young kids we that are easily, know that. I know that are easily agent. influenced. Even Dude, even motherfuckers are age, too, though. That ain't exactly. grow up I'm yet. Living their second childhood.
1: Is
2: still, exactly. This <laughs> niggas, this grandfather still talking about what? Oh, we gonna bang on them niggas tonight? Nigga, you a grandfather?
0: But this what is all talking? right. This is the part that I don't get to when it comes to like the music business. You're quick to say if Jimmy Iovine would have said that same exact thing and called out them three people, you're not gonna say you're gonna run up and slap Jimmy Iovine your little cousin is not going to run up on a Jewish record executive and smack the shit out of him. If Leo Cohen would have said that, you're not going to say that you would have been like, you could have called me. They, they would have, everybody would have thought of a different excuse, but because it's a black man who grew okay. up poor, just oh, like you did. Hold on, Hold on,
2: Hold on, you hold about to shit. Give me a ain't Jewish man. He's Italian. Oh, you gotta be careful with that title. All right. Anybody, anybody,
0: <laughs> anybody with a lack of melanin, put it that way. Rich white executives. Then I don't want to take the Kanye route. Any rich white executive would have said that to him. If Lucian Grange would have said that, it would have been like, Oh, you could have called me up. It'd have been like, They're not gonna say, Yo, when I see you, say that to me when you see me then. Keep your hands down. Nobody's gonna say that to a white executive, but you're gonna say it to a black dude who probably grew up the same way you did, probably has the same drug addicts in his family like you do, has lost people to gun violence like you do. You'll say that to him. But if somebody else from another uh I wouldn't even say another culture because, well, yeah, they own the culture, though. Like if the people that own the culture that are like in charge of like hurting your pockets, if they feel like it or cutting off your algorithm, making sure you don't get played or you get banned and everything. If they said the same exact thing verbatim, you wouldn't say shit or you would take a whole different apologetic approach. You're not going to come on no tough guy shit and you're not going to say, well, but I give out turkeys, though. You know what I mean? That's the only part that part I kind of it's always funny to me how motherfuckers will take um how they'll attack like their own we always attack our own I ain't gonna say they it's it's in us in some way shape or form you know I mean it's a disease that we have to go and attack our own as opposed to when other people from other cultures say the same exact shit we don't get as defensive we look at it in like a you know, we give it a second thought. Whereas if it's somebody yeah. of our own, we quick on defense and suck my dick, man. Fuck you. You know what I mean? Quick to attack. Kind of like you said, like accountability to, and attack. Say what, Vinny? There's different
3: repercussions. Yeah. But why? Because uh, the way society is set up, yeah, uh, it's a lot different fighting with your brother than fighting with your father. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was a good one.
0: Yeah. That was exactly. a good one, yeah. Because he is your daddy. Because if you say anything about him, or if you
3: smack anybody in his you family, your, you punch your brother. You're gonna get, you know, a talking to, maybe grounded. You punch your father, you know, you might not wake up till next week. You know, <laughs> so so it's just it's the same way. You get a it's spanking why, a little harder, yeah. It's financially, it's why it's why no one, you know, goes across the river and and, and robs, you know. Suburbs they rob at home because if they get caught, it's just they might be out that weekend, but if they get caught over there, they sit.
0: <laughs> Good point, Vin Rock. Good point. Shit, yeah. I always, well, always look at it from that one.
2: What up? I have to depart, but let, we will continue this. We're gonna do a part two to this, so stay yes, tuned for next week as well.
0: Got you, got you. All right, all right, I, out, bro. yeah, man. Right. Peace See. out. Yeah. And, and if this ever gets to any any of you street niggas and shit, don't get mad at me. Don't get mad at, at the messenger. Just, you know, what I mean, okay. listen to what we are saying. We grew up like you. We grew up. I have fiends in my family, too. I've lost. I've dealt with a lot of death in the last four years. So you should understand it or take heed from it more from somebody that lived a walk of life that's at least even similar to yours. You know, because if somebody, if a white man says it from a different walk of life and he's in charge of more finances that can probably get you the bag and quote, you'll listen to it and take heed. You should do the same, show the same respect to people that look like you. That's my thing when it comes to that, you know, but um, right. yeah, we touched on that. Let me see. We have 55 minutes. Yeah. Let's wrap up with, with, with the, with the Loki total different uh, tangent, but we started off with that. So we, we just sandwiched it. You know what I mean? <laughs> We got Marvel, meat and potatoes of hip hop and shit, politics, and Marvel again. <laughs> and that's why the Don't Overthink It podcast isn't thought out too well. Fuck that. <laughs> With some some hard uh, hip hop instrumentals in the background, goddamn it. Um, but anyway, so yeah, like-
3: Loki was Loki was fire. I loved uh, obviously um, everything about season one and season two was. Uh, really special to me. It was it was really dope the way that they took a character who to me was kind of like played out because never kind of was how he was in the comics. I Always wanted to see him, you know, be more powerful. And they they always just kept doing the same like illusion bullshit with him. So That's it was one really thing cool I meant, seeing, to,
0: I meant to ask you. Was really cool
3: like seeing a- him basically level up and yeah. finally like you know, get stronger because in the comics like he can he can throw down with Thor like he could actually fight him. And in MCU, he has to kind of, like, do stupid tricks and shit like that. And it's kind of always been frustrating because he hasn't been anywhere near as powerful as as he was in the comics. Like, he has actual magic, not just illusions. Okay, quick
0: question. Let me cut you off real quick. Because he's a god himself, isn't he? Yeah. So that's the part, too, that I kept, like, I was trying to figure out. out Yes. So I'm like, why is he sending victor timely through that when i was like you're a god you could stand that shit that's the part i didn't understand and i was like so it took him all them centuries of remixing and remixing and trying to get it right to to figure out like oh shit i could just do this shit myself let my horns come out and everything but go ahead i'm right. sorry i didn't mean to cut you off go
1: ahead
3: well, well that that was uh and, and let me correct myself he was bound by by oh but he's still a god um the uh I think the point of that was that his whole character arc, like he he was like, "Nah, you you fucking go go do it. I, I'm I'm gonna sit back and just tell you what to do." Like he he, he so he's still you know selfish and you know you know self absorbed. So mm-hmm. he wanted you know jo- you know Victor Timely to go through it. Why should I go through it? You you know you go do. It. I'm gonna tell you how to do it safely, but I ain't doing it. So that was him, kind of like you know, saying you know, basically that was his growing up. You know what I mean? Saying like, you know, I'll I'll be the one to do it. Did you Uh, notice one thing about that? Uh, that? Real
0: quick sidebar. Did you notice the one thing about that was similar to a flashpoint? Was similar to the last flash movie where he kept on going. Oh shit! I didn't get it right this time. Okay, let me go back. Oh, I didn't get right this time. Let me go back. The next thing you know, it said centuries later. So you're telling me he did that for centuries? the same as, the, as Flash. I, I just drew that kind of quick comparison as I was watching. I was like, hold up. He keeps going back and changing it, changing it, changing it, changing it. And he did it infinity, pretty much. And I was like, oh shit, Flashpoint did the same thing, except Flashpoint, he came back totally different person, looking different. Where on this one, he just looked exactly the same over and over and over and over and over and over. and over.
3: Right, because uh, it's kind, of, kind of confusing, but because the way the time because Barry was human doing all that, mm-hmm. whereas Loki was uh-huh. a god, so he doesn't age. Yeah, so and he was probably it, already three hundred years old anyway. Yeah, so time didn't really affect him the same the same way. It was more like an inconvenience than you know than anything. So, uh, but yeah, the acting on the show was incredible. Like, just mm-hmm. think about the fact that like the show was that uh, you know captivating and, and interesting, and like there was very little action. You know, it wasn't a lot of mm-hmm. fighting, It the wasn't a lot of like you know, it wasn't a big CGI battle like with Secret Invasion to to make fun of. It was just, it was just more. It was all focused on writing performance, writing and acting performances, and mm-hmm. and they just killed it. It was really really strong writing throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So great character uh, development, like all the characters, like you actually care- like yeah, they made Owen Wilson look like a dope actor. Like <laughs> yeah. that's that, Like says, when did you you know. I mean, a lot of people praise Owen Wilson's performance in this. And I don't think I ever seen anyone, you know, think of him as anything more than just a goofy ass, you know, comedy actor. Yeah. So absolutely, absolutely crushed it with it, and um, yeah, then it's you know a great character arc uh, for you know one of the best character arcs that we've seen in in, recent, in Marvel yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, like that's a that's a huge you know growth of of a character. So. And, I mean, when he was walking down that bridge and regular clothes coming off and just going into his Loki uh, horns and everything yeah, like that, yeah, yeah. incredible. Man. It was incredible.
0: Um, and then, all right, explain to me him grabbing all the timelines and when he put them together, then that whole tree thing, then it was a logo inside of the TVA. So by him doing that, what what did that represent? Did that represent something like in comic book-wise or no?
3: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna fuck up the pronunciation, but that's the tree of, uh, Igersoll. I'm gonna, uh, We're gonna try to Google it real quick second. So uh, Yggdrasil, just say fucking Yggdrasil. We'll, we'll yeah, it it's, 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 um, Norse mythology where it basically is like the tree of life in okay. a way. Okay. So it's basically them, it just added Norse mythology into it, basically, he he just took the all the different timelines and just rejuvenated them because branches were dying. So he added life to them and basically became transcendent. Like uh, this version of Thor is uh, of Loki is like on par with you know uh you know he's in the like the celestial mm, tier yeah. versus uh, you know versus just you know a bad guy in in Marvel like he's yeah. he's on. Level. So he's like it, an omnipotent
0: this, level, like i um, like yeah, super, because with, yeah. what he's
3: he's able to control. Like there's a version in, in the comics right now. He's super powerful, and and he has a title called God of Stories. And mm-hmm. this was not exactly that because he wouldn't have even needed to grab the trees, met, you know, the branches metaphorically, and and sit on a throne where it looks like he's kind of trapped. Um, he'd yeah. just be able to be anywhere he wanted anytime he wanted affect anything he want um, and, and, and be able to to do whatever he wants basically and so but this is a version you know this is the MCU's version of that version of, of Loki that I believe is current in the in the comics now oh. so so he's like you know very Thor is about as powerful as he's ever been and Thor is you know super super overpowered and extremely strong in the comics right now more so way more so than you've ever seen him in a live action thing and and so is Loki so mm. they're so they're on par with that so but it still leaves questions like uh, how much will he be able to influence time from his position now of basically kind of being outside of time and well, you know yeah. and and he might be able to you know manipulate events without actually uh, being present. Like there's rumors that he will be um, able to help, you know, the world fight Kang by putting an Avengers team together from different times and different realities and like put as like a super team together of different, you know, members from different universes to, to fight, you know, the Council of Kang. Like that might be where they go with him. So we might see Loki more at least indirectly. So there's so much that you know they might do with him, and at the same time, they might just have him. You know, save him and not do anything with him for you know years down the line. Like, but I was wondering, was, yeah,
0: did you see the, the the Jimmy Kimmel interview?
3: I I heard about it. He said that this is like you know the end of a chapter. That could just mean that they're done doing uh, Loki's. Low key show, and that he might show up. You know, Marvel actors lie all the time. Okay, I mean? okay, that's what I, I was going to ask you wanna, about that. Yeah, because it looks like that's that's that. And if he if he says I'm yeah, done, like, then like he's
0: stuck sitting in a tree. Like, like does that mean that he's confined there? Can he like jump to anywhere in time he wants, or does he have to sit there and hold that shit forever and just be in control? Um, of it?
3: And I think the the premise is that he has to sit there and hold it, and that's why it was a sacrifice okay and then but then but then where does that leave Kang that's exactly why it's open ended because gotcha. you see, see Victor Timely not get the book so it, it appears as though that pair that loophole that loop excuse me has been broken of, of him getting the TVA book and then becoming Kang and then giving himself the TVA book and then becoming Kang to constantly you know do it again and again so it's appears that that has been broken. and mm. but, but he refused to kill Sylvie, which, again, is, is Loki still being selfish because he could have killed or stopped or talked Sylvie out of it in a better way mm. because he, her killing He Who Remains is what allowed the Council of Kings to exist because He Who Remains was clipping the branches of time that would have created Kang the Conqueror. In different versions of Kang, who were, you know, in his opinion, more evil than him. And then, yeah. but of course, in their opinion, he was more evil than that, than him. But he was smarter than all of them because he figured out a way to, uh, you know, prevent all the other versions of himself from ever existing. So, so you're with saying him, he did that? Yeah. <clears throat> so, you're saying when, when the part
0: when he said, yeah, there's all of my variants are out there, he was like, don't worry about it. We'll find them all. Like, there's a bunch of them. He was like, "I got time." When he yeah. said that part, so he's saying, so you're thinking about him sitting in that chair and controlling all the timelines. He's he's stopping all of the other kangs from ever existing.
3: Possible, or or, the, or he who remains was what was stopping all those other kangs from existing. So, is he able to stop them all the same way he who remains was? Hmm. So very open like remains, you said, yeah. Yeah, it's open to interpretation. So if they want it, basically, it, it's now for them because he who remains was keeping the Council of Kings at bay by pruning those branches. And then when he died, those branches were allowed to grow and Council of Kings came into play. So with Loki now, with he who remains dead and Loki now in power, it's now Loki's responsibility. Like he's now the TVA on a grand scale. Mm. So it's up to him now to make sure that the TVA prevents all those other Lokis from existing. I mean, uh, Kangs from existing, but you know, will he do as good. A job of it as he who remains. That's the question.
0: Okay. And uh, the other part too, that I saw on one of the little Easter egg videos at the end, when you see, um, Morbius just sitting there and, and he, he hands shorty a file and the file is, is They're saying that that file that was like, it was, Based on what happened in Quantum Mania, yeah, there was.
3: They referenced Quantum Mania because they said uh, that there was a disturbance in six one six with the quantum zone because uh, the quantum realm is basically like a back doorway realm that runs concurrent through the different multiverses. So the Mm -hmm. quantum realm likely will come into play again in the future because it kind of like runs adjacent with. The multiverses As like uh Kind of like a, a, a backdoor In the program mm, Got you Got you That does leave A lot of shit
0: Open ended And it leaves A lot of it's a questions
3: little, It's a little It's a little Yeah funky, but Cause I even mean, you
0: Explaining it right there I was a little I'm I'm still trying to place every little piece but i guess it's good that they because it leaves them out to either you could write him back in you could write in kang at any given time or you cannot right or that could be the end of it the same thing with loki that could be the end of it just sitting in that chair infinite
3: yep that's i think that's what they were going for because that way they they can they have at face value a dope ending but then if they want to add some you know they want to change it up and have Loki reunite with Thor they can just figure out a way you know, to put him into the timeline they they can do whatever they want but you know you still had like a, a cool sacrifice ending kind of like mm-hmm. Iron Man like that was his sacrifice but instead of you know true. saving one world he saved all, all the world true 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 okay okay
0: well let's put a button on that Loki and we'll see what happens after November 29th with this whole Jonathan Major shit I hope they don't fuck him over man too much of a good fucking talent man absolutely yeah yeah um yeah we went and saw the marvels and shit and i don't know we, we could we could wrap this one up pretty quickly though they're saying that that was like the lowest sales in any marvel mcu it reached a new low whatever and a lot of people were shitting on it but to me i just looked at it like i look at it every other time i go into it like a movie i don't think it's going to be like the comic book I, I don't go into it with expectations at all yeah so to me it was just like a fun movie. I didn't really like the um the Kamala Kang story on on uh Disney Plus. I didn't watch the whole series. I tried to. I got two episodes in and now was like it eh, ain't really for me. But I was still able to follow this story for the most part. And I mean I kinda liked it. I didn't know that that shorty that looked like uh the black Khaleesi, I didn't know that she was married to um what's his name? Um Loki Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that she was she was married to him. That's crazy.
3: Yeah. Yeah. That was. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I wasn't, you know, I, I didn't particularly, you know, love it. it. It had its moments that were, like, pretty cool. It had some great um, action sequences. Uh, I loved it, their train sequences. I loved uh, Photon. Monica Rambo was dope. Kamala Khan was cool. And it, Mm-hmm. Uh, Captain Marvel was A lot more likable Than she was In the first one They had like Good chemistry together She had more personality um, Definitely I, Like it was like oh, She was It's almost like I don't know Maybe like working with Other, other women she, she Like she let her guard down Some I I guess maybe that Was kind of the point of it mm. Um, I felt like it was just You know uh, One of the worst Marvel villains That we've ever seen It was just a Very <laughs> forgettable Kind of boring villain And it was kind of like we already seen Ronin, It was like a human soccer mom Ronin that was, <laughs> had no kind of presence. And she was just uh, really forgettable. Uh, and just like way too many jokes. Like even Nick Fury was just nothing but one-liners. Uh, yeah. we, had, we had planets that everybody sings. Yeah, and, the Hamilton. I call that the Hamilton part of the movie. Yeah, like mm-hmm. we had a, a Broadway sequence in it. And yeah. it was... A, and it's one of those things where I look at movies like this sometimes, and, and it's just like I could hate on it, but I just look at it as like Man, this ain't for me, this is like for teenage yeah, it's Yeah, it's, it's, it's a girl it's, movie for, it's for, you, know, what, you know, women are gonna like this, like kids are gonna like this like people who don't want a serious movie just want to just like, just laugh and, and just have fun yep. and, and comic booky, and, and you know, like a comic book movie who, for people who don't really like comic books like sometimes those movies like you know, really do well but yep. I've just like even with those things that they might have been trying to go for I just feel like maybe they didn't even like really do that like my sister leaned over to me during the, the Broadway part and was just like is he, who, who is this for because this should be for me but I, this is horrible like yeah. she's, you know and with, if we're not watching, yeah and sidebar too if we're, not, if we're not watching Marvel movies and shit like that she like chick flicks and and and, mm-hmm. and Wicked and Broadway plays and stuff like that and, and silly girl stuff and she just felt like that it was just even even silly for for her and <laughs> I'm not speaking for you know everybody for sure and she's not speaking for all women for sure yeah and it just I just felt like it was just too silly so too cheesy it wasn't for me and another but thing too the, the, the Asian
0: man, actor he's a big deal I guess over there overseas. Which one? The, the 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 prince of that planet, oh, the singing planet.
3: The word? Yeah, I, from what
0: I heard, he's a big big deal over there. They were like they okay. were show, showing reactions of him, and uh, I guess he's a super big. I don't know if it's a soap opera star or a straight up movie star in Japan, but it was a big deal that he was in it specifically, from what I uh, was okay. seeing.
3: Uh, the upside though is, I mean, it was a female led. You know, Marvel film has, like, a big accomplishment. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was a black mm-hmm. female uh, director. That's a huge accomplishment. So that's absolutely, like, all all pros. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, um, I don't know, it's like a lot of negativity against people who didn't love it. Like, okay, if you didn't like this, then you're sexist and you're misogynistic, you know what I mean? it's like, mm-hmm. all right, well, if that's the case, then it kind of gives you, like, an out. For any accountability, like yeah, you know, Thor: Love and Thunder was corny and cheesy, and we had way too many jokes. And now uh, they're gonna change it up, and Thor: Five is supposed to be a little bit more serious because you know it did so poorly. You know, trying to be just non-stop jokes, mm-hmm. but now like you don't really have any motivation to try to make this better or make it maybe less silly because. You know, if you didn't like it, it wasn't because of too much comedy or anything. It was just because oh, you must be racist, you must be sexist. So yeah. some of that's kind of like a double-edged, like slippery slope sword combo two-piece. But I feel like it's still like a, a accomplishment for a lot of people involved, and it was dope that it was you know made, and I don't think all of the you know poor uh, sales and stuff like that is completely fair because. Uh, I mean, they did, you know, lack any promotion ability during it. Like they Yeah, the strike. Yeah, yeah. the strike hurt this, I'm sure, just like it hurt Blue Beetle. None of the people would go out there and support, you know, go out and do talk shows and promote Blue Beetle. No one was able to really go out and promote this. So that's a big part of it, too. So I don't think it's all that a female-led movie can't sell well. I feel like, you know, the elements were there for us to be a strong you know, a strong film and, um, yeah. just misses. That's all. And that's and yeah. all. I, I just hope they keep trying to do better, you know, yeah. make, try to make it more for, for everybody. The ending.
0: Okay. Then let's, let's put a button on that part, but let's go to the yeah, after the credits sk- scene.
3: All right. So that's a better way of them credits.
0: leaning into it.
3: So the after credits lead to, uh, a sequence where, uh, a hole was ripped in, uh, space and time. And we get, uh, you know, spoiler photon transported to a different reality in which, uh, X-Men, uh, exist and are a thing. And we see Hank McCoy be, uh, I believe Kelsey Gummer was, was the voice for him. And then we see, uh, binary, which is in certain realities and multiverses. Her mom is Captain Marvel. And one of the, uh, one of the codenames for Captain Marvel back in the day was binary. And like mm. now the current Marvel has like a binary mode but mm. back in the day one of them one of her personalities you know people who had it was you know her name was binary and so oh, that's shit. the, you know so that's the playoff of like when you've seen uh, Illuminati and uh, Doctor Yo. Strange 2 and you've seen her mom be one of the um, you know Miss Marvel it was like kind of like not that it's a constant but like it's a uh, not necessarily a Nexus event thing, but it, it seems like a commonality that her mom is uh, Miss Marvel in different, different multiverses. In different multiverses. Yeah. You, got you. Okay. So if that's, that's so everybody's watching it going, was that Storm? <laughs> because they did have her in white and black and then like gold lightning bolt looking things on her chest. But that, was not, that was the Marvel logo in case you didn't catch it. That wasn't, that wasn't supposed to be Storm, but that was supposed to be just... That so was that's supposed what be I thought. Fun. I thought the same and then uh, I don't even know what exactly that means I don't necessarily think that that is uh, the X-Men world that we're getting that could just be like Illuminati where it's a different world that has X-Men it might not be the 616 X-Men that are coming down the line because that's so far off I don't know that they even have any idea what they're doing with that got you
0: got you I guess we'll we'll find out sooner or later sooner than later well I don't know. And and I'm seeing down the pipeline that they're really only going to release Deadpool 3 all of next year. That's the only Marvel movie that's going to be released. And they're going to do do Echo, I guess. I don't know. There's so many different fucking rumors. We'll see.
3: Yeah, Echo is coming early, um, early 24, uh, Deadpool, and then there's also Captain America, New World Order next year with Sam Wilson cap. And then there's also Thunderbolt. So there's a lot of Marvel shit coming next year,
0: is it? All right, then yeah, then that's why I don't some of these fan pages and shit that I'll be seeing. They put these things and they look they be looking official and they, they're not. I'll be like, that's why I always send that shit to you. Always forward it to you. Be like, yo, is this fake? Or is this? Yeah, I always okay. ask you. You're the proof checker for me.
3: Yeah, always check. Always check me. I, I, I know as much as there is, uh, you know, out there to you know most of the time. Hopefully, you know, there's some cool. shit that a lot of people just throw out there and they, you know. Usually I know if that If it's You know A possibility Or that it's legit Because there's certain Usually uh, there's certain Sites to cross reference And check to See mm-hmm. if okay uh-huh. That's what really happened. Got but it. a lot of times It's just like we said earlier Somebody hears something And then just throws it out there Like that was news
0: Okay got you Alright so We put a pin on that Then let's um Let's wrap this up I just wanted to ask you Real quick How did it go Um, the uh, Your first comic book uh Your comic con In Atlantic City How did it go
3: yeah, that shit was, that was, I think the most interesting thing about it, it was my first uh, Blurred Con, and for those that don't know, that's like, a, basically like, Black Nerds, and uh, there's a whole, you know, of course, sub-community, just like with, you know, Did anything. Did you say Blurred Con? That's what it's called. I black it. Nerds? That's what it, they call it. Wow. Yep. I never uh,
0: heard of that until just now. <laughs> oh my God. There's,
3: there is, com, there's Comic Cons that are specifically geared towards. There's like DreamCon Con oh, and there's like, oh, there's there's several of them and there's one that, that so um, is is more local too. But yeah, the uh, this is the longest running black owned comic book uh, convention. Con,
0: I'm tr- yeah. still tripping off the name. Wow, okay. I'm thinking of a Spanish version in my brain, like the Goya Con. How do, <laughs> <laughs> the Goya Con. <laughs> oh shit i can't believe that though blurred yeah. black nerd so yeah. all black people or was it just a big mix
3: well, well that was that was ran it so okay. it was heavily it's kind of like you know i mean it's playing white people there but yeah. most of the yeah. uh but most of the entertainment was you know it was clearly like if you just walked in there you you would you know tell that this is different than a regular con because the typical con you go to is a mix of everybody but mostly yes. white people just, yes. just a lot of what it is. Costumes yeah, and just, just what costumes but this version is like all right here's you know here's a black rogue here's a, a black Wolverine here's a black you know what I mean but, <laughs> so so it was a whole different a whole different vibe yo bro the the, the cat sitting next to me was uh sound the comic book about um a breakdancing superhero and hey. doing Falk and Pop Lock and the whole time and, and Michael Jackson playing it was just a, a whole vibe bro it was a whole different
1: experience
0: send me a it video was- of that I know you have a video of it send it to me please
3: <laughs> it I know was you just, do yo, I know you some- do
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> it was it was definitely definitely a, a, a like new experience a- for you yeah, it was very unique. Because, well, for for starters, I haven't done any shows outside of PA yet, so gotcha. it was cool getting to like travel, you know, you know, out of, out of my comfort zone. Like that's go, why I wanted to highlight. It. That's exactly why I wanted to highlight it on here. Yeah, because like I've done uh, Rice Jordan, not Rice uh, Penn State. So a yeah. uh, Penn State was you know Penn State. I've done um, Philly. So I, I've done PA, kind of like all over PA. I still got to get out to Pittsburgh. But um, this was the first one in, you know, in Jersey. So that was dope. Um, and then the cool part for me, too, was, like, I love just going to Lang City. Just go to Lang City. So I like, yep. um, you know, and then it was off-season. So the room wasn't super expensive. So, like, the hotel was dope. Showboat is really cool. I was in it, this constant place in Showboat, which is a really interesting hotel because they got rid of the casino two years ago. So the whole basement, I mean, whole first floor, I mean, is all just – family friendly entertainment shit. Like it's a whole go kart. Um huge like motor speedway go kart area. There's a whole mini golf. There's a whole and then there's a whole ass a whole ass fucking water park in there with like slides and lazy river like the whole the whole thing. Like a, a straight up like regular water park inside the hotel. And then there's a whole arcade and it's just it's so it's like totally you know, they made it kid friendly. For- it's a kid friendly. Yeah, absolutely. Like if you take your uh, kids, all like, the
0: if- sinners. You can take your kids to this one place. For- Kiss
3: this one, and then, you know, just leave them go do their thing while you go, you know, down to the other. Yeah, you know, spend a
0: college fund gambling your
3: asshole. No, no doubt, Go, go, try to win the money that it costs to go to the water park and all that good shit. No doubt, no, so no doubt. Yeah, so <clears throat> so okay. this was cool. It was like the, the longest one, um, you know, black owned comic uh, okay. book convention. <laughs> in America so that was cool it was it was it was just a lot of um, a lot of cool networking I feel like it was it wasn't like the most successful con I've had or whatever because it just it just there's different reasons why I always like to there's like a science to different things that different cons can do better it's a young con there's different things that maybe they could do to expand and maybe get you know more people or whatever okay. but it was still
0: you got the experience though. you got the experience
3: absolutely it was it was still a, a a good weekend, still a successful weekend. But I feel like it's a growing con that could you know will eventually get more people and get more notoriety and, and have bigger you know gates and stuff like that. But they had all kinds of cool shit that they were doing to try to like you know draw people in. They had like a wrestling uh, match. They set up a ring. They 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 had a little concert oh, part. They had a cosplay contest. They had all kinds of stuff, man. It, it was it was oh, definitely live. Though. That's good. All yeah, right. it, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Cool.
0: If if I didn't have a certain engagement that weekend, I would have surprised you and went down
3: there and shit
0: because you yeah, stayed the whole was, weekend too, right?
3: Yeah, I just stayed at, I stayed at the same hotel that the con was at, yeah, so Yeah, really,
0: man. Shit. Like,
3: I would that would have been an adventure.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was fun. Was that the weekend that it was hot outside too? It was beautiful. Yeah, it was like 60 degrees. Yep, 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 yep. It was it was 70 something up here. Yeah, in November. Yep, it's just, this shit's fucking crazy, man. This anyway, so we we will save that for another day. The, the way this temperatures going and shit. Um, yep. All right, Vin Rock. Uh, yeah, I'm glad. I wanted to highlight that specifically
3: though before yeah, we got so off here. And shit. That was uh, day one, uh, Anime and Gaming Expo. So like that, they do that every year, I believe. I, I, okay. I believe next year they didn't announce next year years yet, uh, but I imagine that. I think that that's their new home. They used to do it out of Philly every year, but they, I think this is the first year that they twist to Atlantic city. So that might be part of it too. Like cool. they got to start growing there. So, okay. Yeah, man.
0: All right. All right. Well, this has been uh, another episode of don't overthink it podcast. Look at that. Keeping it under an hour and a half. Good. Um, yeah. Cause I was thinking about that. I was like, maybe I should start trying to condense it a little smaller, these episodes, but now nah, fuck that. If you want to hear it, do hear it. Um. Oh, <laughs> uh, thank you, Ak, for coming on. Um, even if that's that's dedication coming on. Why you? Why you? Why you working? You know what I mean? Shit. And that's the topic though that I I did kind of want to touch on though because it's just like, come on, man, we getting older, man. It's like for you to play blind and act like that, like the music doesn't really influence the kids and shit, and you know it does, and you just play a blind eye to it, it's just. Uh anyways uh, yeah we'll see what's coming down the Marvel pipeline as always I always say like Jonathan Majors hold your head up we riding with you regardless of anything shit we riding with you, you have too much of an amazing talent to get fucking flushed down the toilet over you know some some domestic bullshit you know and then for them yeah, to so, for them to like have that shit there and if it comes out that she was coerced by the police to say oh yeah just say it was him Like somebody needs to pay for that and he, his, he better up his price. Something crazy. But anyways, uh, it's been another episode of don't overthink it podcast Vinny. Thank you for uh, jumping on and I'm gonna leave it with these, uh, these, uh, tribe, these tribe instrumentals, uh, happy, uh, 30th to Tribe midnight marauders and 36 chambers this year. Crazy, fucking amazing, man! It makes me feel old, but it makes me feel proud because we were actually alive around that time to appreciate what the fuck that day in hip hop meant. You know what I mean? We're of the age where we appreciate that shit.
3: On on, maybe this is a horrible example, but like not just that, but but like Michael Jackson too. And so, like, there's a lot of moments in time that you know, like, I wonder what it was like for. You know, people to be alive during, you know, the Muhammad Ali era, you know, shit like that. Being proud, being proud to see a black he, man just... You mm, know what I mean? Just um, different different things like that. Or for like, if you're British, you know, imagine being 60 years old and no one was like to be around during the Beatles and shit. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, man. it's just like, oh, actually, you know, watch them on TV every week. This so, is our version I, of that, yeah. This is our version of growing up with Beatles. Like, mm-hmm. to us, growing up with Jordan, with Tyson, with mm. Wu, with, with Nas, with you know, the golden era uh, And as, then Snoop's album awesome. came out like a week after. Yeah. So it's it's it, uh, definitely like a moth. I feel like it's a milestone uh yes. error that we grew up in that I definitely don't take for granted. I mean there's a lot a lot oh. of stuff I mean and that's what they say about Gen X is like we, we grew up in the analog and digital age Mm -hmm. So we have, like, because, you know, a generation before us are so out of touch with the digital and the generation after us is completely out of touch with the analog. So it's a very unique, unique generation.
0: Yep. And I thank God that I was born in the year I was born and the time I was born. And luckily I was able to, like, sit there and appreciate it. And I said, you know, I got to stop saying I got to say we because we're the same age. And we were literally (laughs) having both of us having both of them tapes and like, yo, do you hear this fucking shit? It's crazy, man. But uh, yeah, happy anniversary to to Midnight Marauders and Wu-Tang 36 Chambers. RZA, you were right. This is like a pillar in time, and it will always be solidified. The genius that you had and the, the balls it took for you to do something completely different. And the fact that all of those nine street niggas literally followed you, and you said, just give me five years of your time, and they actually did it. And look what you accomplished with that. Change the it's game. It's hard
3: to get motherfuckers together to go to dinner.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean? Shit. It's hard to get motherfuckers to go to a bar crawl all together. What the fuck? Shit. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, again, this is another episode of Don't Overthinking Podcast. I'm your host, Dominican Johnny. Until uh, the next time. Peace.